The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I hope you had a delightful Labor Day weekend. And if you are a Brooklyn resident, I am hoping the NYPD didn't disrupt your weekend barbecues by flying drones overhead and behind your backyard. That's right, the NYPD tried to keep an eye on Labor Day revelry by deploying remote-controlled, camera-equipped aircraft to monitor large gatherings. The plan was announced at a briefing on Thursday in Brooklyn ahead of Juve and the West Indian American Day Parade, events that honor the region's diverse ethnic groups. And I recognize both of these events have gotten a little out of hand in terms of crime, and I am all for a robust police presence. But both of these events were set to take place yesterday, and the assistant police commissioner and the mayor said that drone teams would be present starting Thursday night and would remain on duty through Monday morning. This sort of robotic oversight is wildly intrusive and, I believe, illegal. As Daniel Schwartz, who scrutinizes technology and privacy for the New York Civil Liberties Union, said in a statement, deploying surveillance drones over New Yorkers gathered with their friends and families to celebrate Juve is racialized discrimination and it doesn't make us safer. As the NYPD keeps deploying these dystopian technologies, we must push back for stricter guardrails, especially given the department's lengthy history of surveilling and policing black and brown communities. I have to say, I am going to put aside the racial aspect of this. Does anybody ever look at the Constitution anymore? Does anybody ever look at the portion of the Bill of Rights that includes the Fourth Amendment? You're not allowed to search people and to do this kind of thing without a warrant. This is a dramatic expansion of the city's use of drones. What if there is a mayor that wants to use these drones to spy on his enemies? What's to stop him from doing it if they can just deploy these drones without a warrant, without probable cause, without anything, to search anywhere they want? This is a big mistake. Beam me up! To be continued. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, 
everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. There are a couple of events coming up this month that I wanted to tell you about, which are both a lot of fun and are supportive of two terrific organizations. One is this Saturday, September 9th, the Freehold Knights of Columbus is holding their third annual Blessing of the Autos and Car Show at the Co-Cathedral of St. Robert Bellarmine. That's in Freehold, New Jersey. That's going to be from this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And there's a lot of great classic cars there. There's music, there's games, there's food, there's trophies. And it's all to benefit the Knights of Columbus, which is just a terrific organization. And this year, they're going to be raffling off prizes, including a football signed by fellow Freehold Knight and recent inductee into the Football Hall of Fame, Joe Klecko, the Jets superstar who has actually asked that the proceeds be given to a charity for needy children. The entire event is open to the general public and there's free admission. There's a $20 donation fee for advanced car registration. If you're interested in learning more, you can call Rich at 917-509-7704 or you can email Rich at rich at rs. P-E-P-E dot events. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's rich at R-S-P-E-P-E dot events. The other event that I wanted to make sure you were aware of is something that's near and dear to my heart, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it over the course of the next 20 days. The Big Tunnel to Towers Foundation Run and Walk is coming up on September 24th, and all of us here at WABC are encouraging you to donate to our individual teams. So you can go to wabcradio.com slash walk. Click on my picture to donate. Two years ago, I raised by far more money than anybody else. Last year, Dominic Carter edged me out a little bit, so I'm hoping to reclaim my title this year. So please, it's not only a great charity, it's not only a great way to help first responders, it's not only a great way to help family members of first responders and military veterans, including those who've made the ultimate sacrifice. It's a great way for me to look good internally here at the radio station. So it's wabcradio.com slash walk. Click on my picture and please donate whatever you can afford. It was great meeting a lot of you at this event last year and the year before as well. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. When you think of what information the New York City Department of Transportation would be putting out on social media for their public, what do you think of? Would you think of maybe ferry schedules, road closures? Those are the sort of things that I think of. Well, I came across a tweet that they had reposted with an interesting comment the other day, and you can go on my Twitter, and now it's called X, and I've reposted it, and you can see for yourself, because I was just flabbergasted. I'm at Frank, M-O-R-A-N-O. A Twitter user named Liam Quigley tweeted a photograph of the book The Power Broker, you know, Robert Caro's opus on Robert Moses. It says, somebody gave up on The Power Broker, and it's up for grabs on the bench behind City Hall. New York City DOT retweets this along with the comment, giving up on Robert Moses is 
even better. Robert Moses is a legend, a controversial person, but one of the most impactful urban planners in the history of the United States. The former Secretary of State of New York, the former New York City Parks Commissioner, one of the most powerful New Yorkers who has ever existed. He built the greatest urban park system in the nation, tripling the New York City park system in size and increasing the number of playgrounds by 600% in four years. 90 years after his work, we still depend on the beaches, pools, parks, playgrounds, and greenways that he created. Not to mention some things called the UL Carey Tunnel, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, and so forth. But if you want to debate the legacy of Robert Moses, I think that is just certainly fine. I think what is totally inappropriate is for a city agency, the DOT, on their official Twitter to be doing this sort of anti-Robert Moses commentary. This is an agency, DOT, that takes three to four years to install a speed bump. It turns down safety measures that make sense, and it can't even keep the roads paved, and yet they have time to tweet this nonsense. The only joke here is the DOT. Council Minority Leader Joe Borelli added, you guys can't build anything but a bike lane and even fail at that. You're condescending to the people you serve, despite the majority of them being better at their jobs than you are at yours. You are the speed bump of public service. Well said, Minority Leader Joe Borelli. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Assembly member Jessica Gonzalez Rojas of Queens, a Democratic Socialist, actually publicly declared that she thinks her district could use more migrants. And she proceeded to go on Twitter and rant against all of the Republican elected officials in the city that don't want migrants in their community. And she's certainly entitled to her opinion, although she seems to be reneging on her offer to house migrants in her community and instead is now focused on complaining about the people of Staten Island and other parts of Queens that don't want migrants in their community. She was in a Twitter spat with city council member David Michael Carr. Jessica Gonzalez Rojas said, and this is factually inaccurate, what caused this emergency in New York City, as the New York Post describes, the ire of your community against you are your GOP colleagues, Republican governors sending migrants, including Latinos, against their will to our city instead of racist fear-mongering, give those governors a call. This is absolutely untrue. The migrants are coming to New York because it's now known in every corner of Central America that New York City is going to give these folks housing, health care, and eventually a fast track to a job. Nobody is being brought here against their will. I think the surest way to stop the flood of migrants from coming into New York would be to end the benefits that they're all enjoying. And as far as her claim that it's border state governors like Greg Abbott of Texas that are responsible for these flood of migrants, they are responsible for a very small portion of the migrants that are in New York City now. They estimate that there's 110,000 migrants in New York City, and at most, at most, most, about 10,000 of them were sent here by Republican governors. And don't look now, but August, 
just set a record for the number of illegal border crossings into the United States. So something tells me this problem is only going to be getting worse in our backyard. So it's fine if uh, Jessica Gonzalez Rojas wants to have a discussion about how to handle the migrants, which communities should house them and so forth. But you can't just make things up because you want to vilify the people of the other party. Did some Republican governors send people here? Yes. That is a minuscule percentage of the number of people here. And I think she loses a lot of credibility when she distorts the facts like this. Beam me up. To be continued.